The Last Word with Matt Cooper. Today FM. It all happens here. Andy O'Donoghue is here for Tech Thursday. Andy, a very good afternoon to you. We're discussing artificial intelligence this week. We were just discussing it before the break with the ASAI and how they're going to use it to crack down on social media influencers. But if I look across the last couple of months, we can't seem to get away from the fact every single day since we had that announcement last year of ChatGPT's launch Mm. that every company is getting in on the action now. It's really, I suppose, surprising in one sense, Ian, how it has made such an impact. I mean, people have commented over the last week or two that ChatGPT has become so sophisticated in such a short period of time that this was the sort of technology that we expected in maybe, you know, 2030 or so. Whereas, you know, we seem to be seven years ahead of schedule and there is a certain feeling, yes, of course, there's a certain amount of the gold rush about this, that um, companies are seeing huge investments, people are talking up their AI capabilities in whatever technology or whatever type of technology company they run. And if you happen to have, um, it's a little bit like blockchain a few years back. If you oh, don't get have, me started on that. <laughs> if you happen to have AI or um, artificial intelligence in the name of your business, your share price has probably gone up. However, some people are making serious investments. We know Google are working very hard. We know that Meta are jumping on the AI bandwagon. And um, in a post- Everybody is an AI company now. Well, there's a little bit of that, but there are, when you think about it, um, the reason this is happening now, of course, is because um, computing and the like pure computing has got so much cheaper. And that's the services from Amazon, like Amazon Web Services from Microsoft, like Azure. So it means that you could go home tonight and set up a server on AWS and start an AI business. Now, you mightn't quite know what you want to do, but you can do it really cheaply. So computing has become cheap. Uh, More and more companies are launching. But Ian, there are really interesting um, implementations that we're seeing. And I think Facebook may be onto a really good one because they are working specifically on tools for Facebook and WhatsApp. And so imagine you and I are having a conversation on WhatsApp. We're arranging to meet for coffee and we've enabled the AI assistant. And while we talk, the AI assistant um, can suggest, um, do you want me to book a table for lunch instead? Um, do you want me to book train tickets? Because it knows that I'm traveling from, you know, the other end of the country. So Facebook, because of their huge audience, people mightn't have thought this, I think, but Facebook are really well positioned to benefit commercially from AI. But there's a lot of other people who might use it to get around things such as doing their homework, doing their college assignments, even doing some of your work, getting AI to answer the questions for you. How are we equipped to regulate this? We're Right now, we're equipped really badly. And um, there are incredible pros from artificial intelligence, but there are some ethical and there are some practical questions. One of the things that people are often worried about, and you mentioned they're helping to do your work, um, labor displacement, there is going to be a settling in period where people are nervous about their jobs because AI 
can run 24 hours uh, a day. Uh, it doesn't need lunch breaks, coffee breaks, or two weeks off in the summer. And so um, in, intense document processing um, that lawyers might do or spreadsheets that accountants might do, they are industries that will um, face some challenges. But ultimately... But is the technology there <clears throat> right now to say, well, look, I'm going to write you a contract for selling your house or writing your will, and there's a decimal point in the wrong place, and that means a whole lot of trouble. What that would mean is that um, the AI won't make the human error. The AI will um, uh, work as it is defined, but the rules are well defined. Humans will make the human error. But there are, Ian, yeah, um, there are quite a number of uh, legal uh, businesses that are being assisted by AI at the minute. Um, the pro- one thing that AI, of course, isn't very good at, we thought, was creativity. And yet chat GPT appears to show us that it has um, significant uh, ability to uh, start being creative and to get perhaps even more creative. And over the last week, we've seen ChatGPT being deployed um, by a number of other companies because they, you can now buy ChatGPT as a service. So Snap have started to use it. Quizlet have started to use it, which is a learning platform. And you can do exams on the fly generated by AI. And Instacart are also using it. So the the adoption looks like it's going to be widespread. But the challenge, and I mean, I suppose it's a terrible time to talk about it, but the weaponization of artificial intelligence is perhaps a huge problem that the world will have to deal with. Yeah, and I've seen even some people, I think Elon Musk uh, put in the last couple of weeks, he tried to use uh, ChatGPT and he was looking at a, I think the best way of phrasing this is, look, to get it to do something non-ethical. Ethical. Yeah, and people with the uh, with, with the Microsoft Bing uh, chat tool, people always try and exploit them and get them to do the wrong things. Um, the the big question, and I heard an- Antonio Guterres uh, talk about this, and you know, and and made the point that on his watch, artificial intelligence will not be weaponized. Um, artificial intelligence will not be given the responsibility of launching weapons, and that is a hugely uh, a hugely important topic that governments have to deal with but on a local level ian we program our ai and we do it ourselves and of course ai uses data from the past and so gender bias racial bias socio-economic bias are all possible with artificial intelligence. It's the ethics of how we make software that becomes really important. You make a very good point there, Andy, and I've seen even in our own industry, in the media, we've seen several big news organisations say they're going to increasingly use AI to generate news stories. BuzzFeed, of course, the promoters of cat articles and listicles, they're going to use it. (laughs) I saw saw the big German publishing company, Axel Springer, saying that they're going to Mm. start publishing stories based on it. But that's all backwards information. It's stuff that's already out there. How will AI replace valuable things? Because if you're going for legal advice, accounting advice, if you're going to an academic for expertise, it can't predict the future. So how is it valuable? Uh, as a great question. And this, there's a subset within artificial intelligence called machine learning. And machine learning is the type of AI that collects up all of that data from the past, does analysis, and you teach it how to do things like fill in a form. And um, what we are seeing now is the emergence of what's called generative AI. So ChatGPT is generative and DALI, the artist, uh, the art creation tool is generative AI. What um, AI developers are trying to do is to give uh, give the 
technology the ability to create and be flexible but of course humans have to filter that and that is a challenge uh, a challenge for creative ai society is always defined over history by in a sense the rule breakers the protesters the people who do things differently artificial intelligence that is programmed on rules from the past will never do that and so great creative ai is still quite a step away yeah and as you say we're at the very early stages of the evolution of this but people are now getting very excited about it. And you mentioned it at the very start a couple of years ago. It was blockchain. If I go to other industries that turned out to be a bit of a fad, you think of all the uh, medical, medical, uh, I suppose, medical products that have come out of CBD. Are we not just into this little fad as well with AI? I think uh, there's a certain amount of faddishness about this. Um, I think that... Uh, it is incredibly important, though, as we look to a future. So sustainability is an important, um, an important topic for artificial intelligence, because where we build houses, where we put pipes, um, the direction um, that we point buildings to are all important for sustainability, and AI can help us design better homes. It is also incredibly important for the future of transportation. Fewer and fewer people will drive or have to pay attention while they drive, and artificial intelligence right this very second is analyzing millions of driving hours so that we can drive safely in the future. But it can't fix um, your tyre when it bursts. Well, uh, um, well, you know, uh, German cars, don't they, don't they have those run flats? <laughs> but, um, you know, AI has a long way to go. But I do think, Ian, and I know we differed on blockchain significantly, and maybe and still so do. On, <laughs> and maybe so on AI. But the thing about it is, is we are at an incredibly, uh, an incredible tipping point. And companies like Tesla are very important to artificial intelligence. Companies like Google are. And will we benefit as consumers on a daily basis? The example I gave you of WhatsApp. If you and I were chatting on WhatsApp, uh, arranging a night out, wouldn't it be tremendous if our AI assistant said, "Do you want me to book a restaurant? Do you want me to book a coffee? And do you want me to book an Uber?" And you say yes, and everything's taken care of. That is an effective, nice use of AI. Andy O'Donoghue, thank you very much for joining us. We'll speak next week. The Last Word with Matt Cooper. Weekdays from 4.30. Today FM.